Hello, this is Jesse. Um, quick uh, little announcement before this uh, this episode of Patreon Hangout, episode 7, which was recorded last week before we recorded episode 113. Um, there was uh, you know, technical issues and di- differences in how we, we set up the, the Hangout. So it wasn't streamable to YouTube, therefore I can't couldn't download the audio to make an episode out of it. But uh, thanks to Johnny Casino, who did record most of the audio, so we got about 45 minutes of audio that we can publish. And so while the show seems to end abruptly, that that's all the audio we got. But we got most of it. So, uh, so thanks again to Johnny for, uh, for cra- grabbing that. And uh, thanks to everyone for listening. And we'll talk to you later. Hey. Hey, can you hear me? Yeah, I can. Ah, and now that I've changed my settings. Yeah, I was about to send a message. Um, be sure to change your settings so that your audio routes through the headphones. How's it going, man? Oh, it's going great. That is actually the exact problem I was having. I'm used to going through my uh, my Onyx Blackjack and not through my headphones. Yeah. Well... That's good. I'm glad to hear. I am. I'm sitting here updating two computers at once. That sounds <laughs> terrible. Well, it's. Uh, I have a MacBook Air that I use for, um, just when I travel and stuff that belongs to my church. Oh, okay. And then I um, also have a iMac in office, and the the MacBook Air is woefully out of date. <laughs> Like software, software wise. I mean, I just, I bought it like, uh, six months ago. So it's really up to date. It's just, it's not where it needs to be. I see. And on top of that, uh, I am sick. Uh, I'm I'm, I'm afraid that I am getting sick, sicker and sicker as the night goes by. Well, that should make for a fun long night because tonight's going to be your, the retro rewind, right? Or is that not tonight? Oh, I, no, I don't think it's tonight. I think it's next week. Oh, okay. Yeah, it, it's next week. I think. I hope it is. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying I'm not saying anything bad. But I hope it is because uh, I want to gather some thoughts because that's my that's in my top three favorite Zelda games of all time. Oh, it's so good. And point playing through it again over the last couple of weeks, I, uh, you know. Um, it's, uh, it's just, I a hundred percented it for the first time. And I just fell even more in love because there were parts of that game that I had never experienced. Just little side questy things. Yeah. You know, the, all the stuff and, that I don't do. Well, yeah. I mean, all the stuff a lot of people doesn't do, don't, don't do, but like, you know, when I was a kid playing it, I, I think it came out when I was 13 or 14. Uh, you know, I found the upgraded sword and I found the upgraded boomerang and I got several of the bottles and I didn't <clears throat> I didn't get all the heart containers or anything like that. But this time I got everything. Mm. And that's, I mean, if you don't know where you're going, if you don't know what you're doing, then uh, you, you're out of luck on some of those heart containers. Well, what I found, and I had played through this, not all the way through, but I played through it in the past or whatever and... and going back through it now what i found is if you don't talk to enough people which is not my style like i don't like just walk around and talk to people you won't know to go get things like i had no idea to go get the ice rod 
And you have uh-huh. to have that to beat the what the the seventh thing or whatever in the dark world. Or the, oh the yeah, pe- you've got to have the fire rod and the ice rod. Yeah, and the fire rod, I think you stumble across just playing with the ice rod. You have to actually go out of your way to go find that. And, and you know what's what's really interesting about that is that you can get that really early in the game. Yeah, well, I had to look at a walkthrough and it was like, wait a minute, I should have done that way back then. There, there is no shame in me admitting that I used to walk through to do this hundred percent. Oh no, you're not going to find everything. Shame. No, I don't. I don't care what people think. <laughs> no, I, I, ain't nobody got time for that. <laughs> when the switch is coming out and everything else, oh, uh, but I moved on to trying to. I moved on to trying to finish Fire Emblem Awakening and Fire Emblem um, Birthright. Oh God, I cannot get before, into Fire Emblem. You know. I have a love-hate relationship with it because I love the idea of it. Like, I love the idea of yeah. that strategy, you know, turn-based strategy. But then I just, I find the grind of it very difficult. That's what gets um, me in a lot of games is the grind. I can't stand and, the grind. And, and, you know, I mean, they've obviously ended their support for Awakening with DLC and everything. But, like, I opened it up today. I'm on mission 11 out of 25. And I opened it up today after like a year or two of not opening it up and like all of the map points have stuff on them now, like people waiting to battle me. And I was like, I, I don't have time for this. And then you go online and you look for walkthroughs and it's like, well, what you need to do is split your army here and here. No, I need you to tell me <laughs> move Crom to this square and this will happen. And then you need to move uh, the horseman down here and that will the happen. The horseman. Like, well, uh, I I, I wouldn't know his name anyway, so don't worry about you know, it. Like I'm just saying, like Kevin, that's his name. I don't know. Well, can you rename him, <laughs> Kevin? Uh, but, but and so, like, I feel like, see, I bought the whole package for uh, Fates. Like, I bought, I got the limited edition thing with like the the little yeah. sleeve you put your 3ds in and the art book and all that stuff. And I think it, like, I love the art style and I love the presentation. I and I play on easy mode. Like, I've got to play on easy mode because like the last. I beat, you know, uh, 11 today and I lost like 10 people. Oh God. <laughs> you know, I was like, cause, cause I was doing what I, you know, I was following this walkthrough and it's like, split your force and go over here and do this. And that. Well, I split it the wrong way Yeah, because I haven't played the game in two years. <laughs> so I sent all the guys that should be on the left to the right and, and back and forth. And so this like for the first 30 minutes, I'm just, I'm playing, I'm going, Oh God, Oh God, <laughs> please let them hold on. <laughs> Hey, we got more people. I, I mean, I, I am excited about. Uh, yeah, Jesse's here. Greetings, and Piper. Hey, how you guys doing? Good. How are you? Fantastic. Where did all the widgets go? I don't know. Uh, I don't even know how to use this thing. I, I mean, it's 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 Android. It's Google. It's, it's not Apple. Uh, hey, diversity. <laughs> we all need to know more about diversity, Marty. I agree. I, I, I'm fine with it. I mean, I, it, it serves our purpose, you know? So uh, I, I'm glad that we get to use it. So oh, there's... That was uh, a terrible picture, Justin. Tim, and there is a rock star here, Justin Masson. <laughs> Justin had a long night that just ended, I think. Yeah, I am. I am working with some children right now who are getting ready for some jammy time, and I did not arrive back home till two thirty a.m. Oh my gosh, dude! 
long travel day from Kansas. It's been a bit of catching up time and spending time with the girls. So I, I just wanted to see if you guys how the hangout was going. Looks like people are in, so that's awesome. But uh, I'm gonna drop, and I will see everyone else though in about uh, about an hour. Yeah. Be well, all. Thanks, Jesse. Thanks, Marty. See you soon, Big Papa. Talk to you soon, guys. Oh, <laughs> uh, so uh, Johnny, did you pre-order a switch? I did. Uh, we were doing our reaction thing uh, same time y'all were, and as we we're closing it out, we noticed that it went up on Best Buy, and I pre-ordered it there. Um, <laughs> That's exactly what I, it, did. I I know. I listened to you. I'm gonna tell you this, uh, and, and and I'm sure some of the other people out there had the same thing. I went back after y'all put out the audio of the reactions, like as it was happening, right? And and knowing, mm-hmm. you know, obviously we'd all seen it at this point, but then hearing the reactions uh, that y'all had, and I, I was I was hoping Zach would be in at this point because I wanted to give him a little crap for the fact that every time something came up and I knew what it was, right? Cause we'd already seen it and he would yell out his prediction. And every time it was wrong, every single time. Sorry guys. Um, yeah. Yeah. He was wrong a lot, but I was wrong a lot. Y- you were, but he would say it with, I'm like, this is Mario galaxy three. He would say it with such like pizzazz and, and then like, and then be like, Oh no. Uh, yeah, I, I'm, you know, I get hyped up. I can't help it. Gun <laughs> Star Heroes wants to switch. Oh yeah. Well, and I thought, <laughs> you, you know, all of us, all of us, when once one two switch came on, it's like, uh, oh, it's a Pacquiao. That's the Pacquiao game. Oh. Nope. But I'm gonna tell you this. Uh, I think that the more I see about the game, the more I like it. Which one? One two switch. Yes. I cannot. I don't think. I don't think it should be fifty dollars. That's my problem. The more, the yeah. more. Like, here's here's my thing. Fifty bucks. I'm waiting for the other shoe to drop. There's because like they've shown us like what six mini games, right? There's not gonna be another shoe. No, I well, I don't know. I mean, it's it's no. There's not gonna be. I. I How much did you play Nintendo Land? I didn't. <laughs> really. I, pro- I probably should have, but I didn't. We wore Nintendo Land out at our house, and and I think that's why the the, the one two switch game appeals to me. No, I, I, is because I know it's going to be played. I, I understand the appeal, and there's that part of me that wants it, but it's it, I know at least for me it's going to get barely used, and then it's just going to sit aside. And so, so it's like a bargain bin for later for you. Yes, because I think it'd be fun when people come over, but I've also. Oh. Like I mean, I pre-ordered almost all the other like major first-party games. I have right. just waiting for Amazon to send me as they trickle so, out over the year. So my thing is this: I um, don't exactly like as far as the, the game. I'm going to get fifty bucks out of it, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm probably going to get fifty bucks of, of enjoyment out. But here's my thing: I'm really not a good judge of games. Because I'm the one who rushed out to buy Mario Party 10 the day it came out and was like, let me get the gold amiibo and let me get all this, all the extra stuff. And then we got it home and we played it one time. And I was like, that's it? That's the whole thing? Like, by the, by the end of the first day that we had it, we had played every map and played every mode. And I was so freaking disappointed by that. But I will say that I think Nintendo redeemed it with Star Rush on 3DS. Oh, see, I haven't played any of those. I haven't played Mario Party games since 
I can't even tell don't, you which one. It's been forever. Play don't play ten at all, because it like if you if you have any doubt in your mind about the Mario Party franchise, that will steal its due. That's how bad it is. The Bowser mode was pretty cool though. Well, and and that's the thing is you're exactly right. The Bowser mode was awesome, except that Bowser was super overpowered. Yeah. And I guess and I guess he should be, but like there were points where I mean like. I'm playing with my wife and kids, and I just like 10, 10 turns into the match. I've already beat them. Because once you get good at those Bowser uh, mini games, there's no, you know, a 36 year old versus an eight year old. And listen, it was gleeful. I was like, I'm coming for you. <laughs> you know, but that, that's how I am in all games with my son. He does not win. My, my kids I mean, cry. Isaac, my son Isaac, he cries every now and then, um, but it's more like the last the last good video game cry he had was um, over Minecraft. <laughs> uh, we were he he invented this game where we were like go over and build your bunker across this map, and then we're gonna come out and we're gonna fight each other. And so I killed him, and he spawned on a different part of the map. So while he was gone, I placed TNT around his bunker and blew it up. <laughs> oh wow. Wait, and you're a I mean, youth pa- and you're a youth pastor, correct? Total extermination. <laughs> Look, he said, "Well, okay, you got to understand." My son charged across the map, screaming, "Death to daddy!" You know, so, I wish I was recording this conversation. Like I'm going to have to pull that clip out of this at some point when it goes live. Uh, oh my there's god! There's no mercy in our house. Oh, that's amazing. He, play, he will not play Street Fighter with me anymore, <laughs> and he won't play Smash. Like we'll play Smash like once a month. Mario Kart's off the table. <laughs> because Man. But what we do with Mario Kart is we play on the same team. Yeah. So that way That's the way my son likes win, it. He wins and I win. What's well, we gotta play that's why you gotta go old school and play double dash. You can be in the same car. Mm-hmm. One can only dream. I love double dash. Happen. It's my favorite Mario that's, Kart. That's the one I play that's the most. Eight. Um, I have contemplated at the end of this month simply just going and buying a GameCube because I don't think it's ever going to happen. Dude, 40, 45 bucks. 45 bucks you can get a yeah. GameCube. We have a local uh, little video game store here in the next town over called Nerdvana, and they sell GameCubes for $35 a piece. That's not bad. That's that's okay. that's cheaper than I've ever seen. You and we have... Up, uh, as I say, you could just pick up some GameCube controllers and use your Wii. But well, they don't I have Double Dash on the Wii. I actually have the uh, GameCube controllers oh, from Smash. Because yeah. I got the adapter, go. and I got a few GameCube controllers for it that I have literally never used. Oh. I kept all my GameCube controllers when I sold my GameCube, and then I rebought it back about six months <laughs> no, ago. I, I, I had all my control. I, I've been rebuying everything that I sold over the last 10 years. Yeah. I, You know, as a young and impressionable teenager... Back when EB Games existed in the United States, yeah. before, I guess was that before GameStop. Uh, GameStop EB, used to be EB. Yeah, EB Games, along with some other ones, eventually turned into GameStop. Yeah, Babbage's and Funko Land. Yeah, so EB Games raped my childhood video game collection. I can imagine. Like, I mean, it was like, oh, you could trade in all of these NES and Genesis games and get a Game Boy Advance for free. Were all the Genesis yes. games worth $1 total? Uh, I mean, some of them. Yeah. 
Sonic <laughs> Sonic may have got like two or three. <laughs> and this was before, you know, like the mom and pop. Like I lived in Na- around Nashville at the time, and there was one mom and pop like local video game store, and it struggled. But now it's it's huge. Like it it's almost like I look at it, it's like that's they they pioneered that. You know. Yeah. And so we have two in our local area. We have that Nerdvana, and then we have a, I don't know if you've ever heard of it. There's, it's a chain. It's called Game Exchange. Yeah, yeah. We we had one of those open a few years ago, and I swear to you there's a legal activity going on in that place. It's the shadiest place I've ever seen. <laughs> like, I walk in the first day they opened, and it, the whole place was full of, like, boxes that said Blockbuster. <laughs> oh, wow. And they had all these old systems, and apparently what happened was, Game exchanges go in and buy Blockbusters in-store libraries. So they have tons of DVDs and TV series and Blu-rays, but then they do the video game business too. Yeah. So, but they're a little higher priced. I've noticed they're a little pricings off. Yeah. I went to one in Cleveland whenever I was in that area. <clears throat> we you have guys, other, uh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Tim. We have, uh, other places like this replay and second and Charles that have those type of things too. Oh, that's cool. Hey, do you, any of you guys ever watch the gaming historian? Yeah, I watch her from time to time. He, uh, he, we ran into him and two other guys at that game exchange one day, me and a friend of mine. <laughs> it's just the most random thing. And I'm like, what are you guys doing? They're like, well, we're on our way to PAX East. So we're just driving up from Texas uh, hitting every um, secondhand retro game store we could find on the way. That's a nice trip right there. And they were like, we're, we don't know if we're going to have the money to make it to PAX. <laughs> I've got a friend, Brandon, who used to be on my, my other show, Reactor Radio, and he is a huge, huge retro game guy. And his his collection is really awesome. One day. I can imagine that my uh, retirement may be that go into get an RV, go around the country and stop at different retro places. And pick oh, up that would be things. cool. <laughs> That'd be cool. By that time, the switch will be retro, man. You can just, you know, get your switch for $35. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Oh, dude, that's never going to be that cheap if they're still working at the time. It's the thing with like the... I don't know. How much is a, how much is a Wii right now? Uh, About 30, 30, 30 to 40 bucks, depending on where you get it from. But like, See, I think they'll get it. But the pro- the problem is, is like as technology moves on, I think the systems will work for a shorter amount of time. Like I have my my Super mm-hmm. Nintendo from when I was a kid, and I throw it in a saddlebag on my motorcycle and take it with me places, and it's fine. Sure. But you know, if I did that with an Xbox One, or you know, whatever, it's it it's only a matter of time, especially with all this stuff. I mean, all the stuff that can go wrong in the long term with the Switch, there's no way. I do think that Nintendo builds its systems a little more sturdier. That's true. I mean, nothing because, beats that I mean, GameCube. You know, I mean, DS Lite or, or 3DS Hinge problems notwithstanding, I think that they're, they build a they tend to build a pretty sturdy system because they know it's a family thing. You know, kids are going to drop it. Kids are going to, you know, I, I have uh, already broken a PlayStation 4 controller. You know, my kid, got, uh, Isaac, got a... Um, he got a PS4 a couple of years ago, and we've already been through two controllers on it. And those things aren't cheap. You know, they're seventy bucks a piece. No, uh, depending on where you buy them. 
Well, we've already been through two of them. I mean, we've dropped Wii remotes. I don't know how many times. Throwing th- some, throwing and, some at some walls on accident. Bowl, well, bowling I, and no, baseball. Actually, I, I, I threw one across the room on purpose one time during <laughs> Mario Kart uh, Wii. Bonked a couple heads with a couple. Oh you know, yeah, yeah. I'm not, I knocked my daughter's play. head off with one one time. She got in the way. I was I was fighting a boss in in Twilight Princess. Oh. Wham. Yeah, any of those any of those Zelda games, if you're fighting a boss, you're gonna hurt someone if they walk too close. Well, yeah, because I mean, all you got to do is stick your arm out and, <laughs> you know. So, but with the switch, I mean, if you drop the switch, I, I cannot imagine. I mean, I'm sure I'm sure it's got a good build oh. quality to it. Like I, I'm I'm sure it does. Yeah. But because of what it is, it, it it's only going to be so protected. You know, I mean, it's going to be like dropping well, an iPad. If it hits on the front. Yeah, I would be willing to bet the bottom of that screen is going to take the brunt because of the sticks. Yeah, and, and you know, here's here's a thought, and I, I'm just I'm gonna throw this out there because I just thought of this. Maybe that's why the sticks are asymmetrical. No, there maybe maybe I, part of it because I, they can take the uh, they can take the hit. If that's the thought that they put into it, I'd be super impressed. But I mean, the reality is that some first for whatever reason, and I disagree, people seem to like the offset thumbsticks and i cannot stand that but that seems to be like the general consensus yeah uh i'm gonna have to hold it in my hand you know i i'm sad this weekend is packed south and it's gonna be there and timing didn't work out and it's only a few hours away from where i live uh you know some some people who do gaming podcasts have actually got invited to hold the switch. Which, which few people are you talking about specifically? Uh, you know, like every other Nintendo podcast except us. Yeah. Wh- what's up with that? Do they not know who you guys are? I mean, and they're going to be in what they're going to be in Toronto, which I don't know. I mean, you know, time moves slower and, and differently up there in the Canadians. Uh, you know, I don't know how long it would take to drive to Toronto, but I mean, it's only two hours. You get two hours with the switch for the 50 people they let in, which I, I don't understand. Like I remember playing the Wii U for the first time in a Best Buy. Yeah. Like a few months before launch and they had Rayman. That was the demo. That was it. It was the white version of the Wii U. It was the pad and you could play with it and do all the play a couple of, of demo levels and things like you watch some videos and, I'm really feeling like they're they're missing a boat by not putting one of these out, you know, in a few Best Buys and things like that. Especially because they're doing like this five city tour that misses eighty five percent of the United States. Yeah, well, you know, there, there's nothing like actually getting your hands on it. But the best description I've heard are someone talking about it. And Jesse, I think you listened to this uh, Radio Free Nintendo RFN. Um, yeah. I I haven't heard the last episode yet. But, Did you hear uh, the one with the where Seren was on there and she was talking about she yes. developed a game and talking about the controls and she had a a number of I don't know I think answers that a lot of people probably don't have. So if you're curious, give that a listen. The RFN yeah, a couple I, of weeks I, back is really she has good. Access to a dev kit, I think that's why she knew, knew so much. Yeah, and I I just thought that was probably the most insight I had heard from anybody was what she was saying. Yeah, and she was careful with what what she said and how she said it to make sure she didn't break any NDAs. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like like made damn well sure that what was you know that certain information was already publicly available before 
So she was being smart about it. Yeah, well, and you could also tell that she knew more than she was saying by the oh, yeah, by the way she was saying stuff. And, uh, yeah, because she's developing monochrono on just about everything she can. Yeah. Which would have, I don't know if she's doing Wii U anymore, but she's definitely putting it on Switch. Yeah. I, I think that, uh, and, and I think we'll discuss this tonight on the show, so I'm not going to give away what I'm going to talk about, but I just want to see what what do you guys think about the trio of uh, virtual console games or, or indie games that got announced this week? There are, well, they're quite old, like Little Inferno and World of Goo. And well, what do you, what do you think about that? That they're going to be day and day, you know, launch on the Switch. I think it's cool, but I'm not buying them because I already have. Okay. Yeah, same here. But uh, you know, those who are getting Switch. I don't think there's many people getting the Switch who didn't have a Wii U on launch, though. That's the problem. Right. The, you know, these are mainly for the people who didn't get you have it on the Wii U. Because if they had a Wii U and one of these games, they probably already had them. Here's, okay, so I'm just going to do it. Here's my theory, okay? I think you're already going to have them, Jesse. Do you, you think because I bought them on Wii U? Or, I or think two, that's exactly. Or, I think that's exactly. I bought two out of the is. three. I didn't buy World of Goo on the Wii U. I think that's exactly what it is. Your World of Goo may not transfer over, but I think what's on the Wii U, you're definitely going to have. It would be interesting if it did. Because if you notice, you know, he's been talking, Reggie especially has been talking about, you know, account management and how games are tied to the account now. Well, those are games that are already out. They're games that, quite frankly, if they didn't port over very easily without much cost, why would they take a chance on them on the Switch? So my theory is those games are going to be latecomer. You can buy them, but if you already have them, guess what? You, these are, you get these. Well, of course, I think James Jones and myself are the only two people who enjoyed uh, Human Resource Machine. I, <laughs> I, I need to play that one. I played Little Inferno on my phone because my son wanted it. And I actually, I actually went into a rant uh, about this on on my show, and when Justin was there. But that game, like the end of that game, was bizarre. And it, it yeah. is well, the end of Human Resource Machine is, is bizarre too. Okay, I'm, well, I'm gonna have to get that game. Um, <laughs> but I love indies. Like I absolutely love indie games. Uh, if you know anything about me, you know I love indie games, and I bring them on as many indie games as you can bring to the switch that I can play on the go. I'm but, super excited about Yeah, that, that human resource machine is the type of game. And the reason why James Jones and I liked it as much is we have, we are it, we are computer programmers, you know, people who don't have that computer programming mentality is going to have a hard time with that game. They're probably going to have to walk through most of the end. Right. Just to, because you're basically at the very end, you're build, you're building a sort routine, oh. in, in what in the little mini rudiments. Yeah, I guess. But anyway, I like I played Cecil and Rydia. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Man, I, I tried I playing. I, I actually finally got a hold of a copy of Fifteen from a Red Box. Play, and uh, I rage quit middle midway through the, the of the tutorial. It's uh, it's yeah. definitely, uh, it's an acquired taste. It tried to teach me how to do a combo, and I completely missed it. I'm like, yeah. oh, screw this. Um, I really am struggling with the fact that you don't get levels by just fighting. You have to go fight, and then you have to find a space to stay. 
for the night, like either in a tent or a pop-up camper or something. And that's how you level up. And you don't get money from those battles. You you have to go on you have to go on hunts to get your money. Uh, so like you you got to go find somebody and they'll be like go over here and hunt these velociraptors down you know and you go over there and there's nine velociraptors and you kill them and then they, you get twenty three hundred gil you know or whatever so I'm gonna keep playing it I just don't think it's something that I'm gonna I want to know how hard it is to finish from somebody who's done it because my favorite like my last Final Fantasy that I just totally loved and I'll probably you know, after the 12 comments will probably crucify me with this, was 10-2. Oh, my gosh, I love 10-2. I, I actually never played that one. I uh, bought it I've bought it twice and never played it. Final Fantasy 10 and 10-2 were the last ones that really Actually, I bought, yeah. it, I bought it three times, if you count, <laughs> that I bought. I bought the, the HD collection on both the PS3 and the Vita. Wow. <laughs> There's cross-play, cross-save, but not cross-buy. Oh. So I, had, I ended up buying it twice. So you thought, well, when I finally do play this, I can take my saves with me. Yeah. I would. I really want to... Um, there's a Kingdom Hearts 1.5 and 2.5 HD Mega Mix Raindrop or whatever. I mean, it's yeah. it's so many titles now that you can't even really yeah. you know figure out and what it is. I bought the 1.5, didn't never played that. I don't know where that disc went. This is like the whole package. Like you get like six games on one disc. Yeah. And apparently, two point eight, whatever the hell is in there, came out this week, y- yesterday. Well, and it, I believe it's just Kingdom Hearts two, and stuff. Oh, no, it's Dream Drop Distance, but it has this character named Aqua in it now. And apparently, I read a review of it on one site that said um, it, it's the it's our first taste of what Kingdom Hearts three is going to feel like. I, I haven't played any of those games since Kingdom Hearts 2 on the PS2. And real. We played 1 and 2, and then uh, for one Christmas, my wife bought me the one that was card-based on the DS or the Game Boy Advance. I can't remember which one that one was. Um, Chain of Memories or something like that. And it was like, this game sucks. <laughs> It was terrible. She played it. She was like, I'm sorry, I bought you this. I played it. I was like, yeah, it's okay. Uh, it's a I thought that to... counts. Yeah, it was. Well, she loves Kingdom Hearts. The, I mean, my wife doesn't like many video games. She likes Lego games, and she likes Kingdom Hearts. The, the concept is really cool, kind of like the Lego games. Some are not so great, but the concept is always really cool. I don't know that I understand the concept, Johnny. Of what? I don't know that anybody does. Uh, the concept? I don't know if anybody understands the whole conceptual story of Kingdom Hearts. Oh, oh, I'm not. I'm not saying I understand the story. I the concept <laughs> oh, of okay. You're of about but mashing mashing things together. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just that world with those characters right. and and stuff like that. It's really cool. I mean, it's like it's like Legos. Legos are really cool in these other worlds mixed together. Just so that Square Enix. Square Enix said there's a big announcement coming tomorrow on their social media, and and Marvel teased a big. Uh, uh, a big announcement tomorrow too at the same time that Square Enix sent out their text or, or their tweet today. So are we going to get Marvel characters in Kingdom Hearts? Oh, man. I don't know if I like that. I mean, can, I mean, 
who would be fighting Mickey Mouse at that point? I mean, could you could you have like an X Man fighting Mickey Mouse, or like De- Deadpool? Deadpool's Marvel, right? Yeah. De- Deadpool and Goofy dueling it out. No, a team of Deadpool and Goofy. Oh my gosh! I mean, think about it. I mean, you could have the most epic battle in history with yeah. with some of that, and it would be hilarious and, and also down, ridiculous. You know, you go a few years down the road to Kingdom Hearts 3.56D or whatever, and you throw Star Wars in. There you go. I was just thinking I'd rather have Star Wars than Marvel. Oh. Yeah, but if you had all three, if you could pick your faction, I think that's the right word. I don't know my words. Right. But you could pick it, and, and you could decide which one you're on, and then battle the other two. That would so be amazing. It, it, if, if they allowed Disney to add in other franchises other than classic Disney, I think Square Enix should be able to put in some other franchises other than Final Fantasy. Well, let's I get agree with that. Let, let's get Slimes in there. Let's get Chrono in there. Why not? Let's why, screw the whole damn thing why, up. Here's my question. Besides Chrono Cross, why have we never seen another Chrono entry? Because it has this legion of fans. Well, yeah, but so does... There's a lot of games out there that have legions of fans that never well, produce. Okay, so does Mother 3, and we haven't seen anything about that. So. Yep. The same yeah, thing that they've been right. saying about Dragon Quest seven, about Final Fantasy seven for years until they finally announced that they were doing a remake. You cannot improve upon perfection. It, you're, you're right, and I think <laughs> that, that Chrono Trigger may quite possibly be the most perfect RPG. Now, now, answer me this, because I've started it, but I've never played all the way through it. Is it grindy? I'm not... I, I, you lose a main character that you can't get back, but you can also opt to complete the game without them. Completing the game without that character is extremely difficult, in a way. Yeah, I remember, it changes I, everything. I, I played Chrono Trigger on PS on a on a the PS one version on my PS three when that was the latest thing. Um, and I remember after I beat the game the first time, I new game plus and started hitting some of the the alternate endings. And one of them was if you do something different just at the very beginning where the accident of the time machine happens. Instead of taking you into where it normally takes you, it takes you right to Lavos, and you can. And it's harder because you only have two people. But if you but, can kill them, then it counts as that. That's one of the other alternate endings. That's true. Uh, jo- Johnny, have you ever played Secret of Mana? No, I want to get that game really bad because I've seen it's a two-player game. I, I, I've I played a few minutes of it on like an emulator. But I want right. to buy that because I want a physical copy of it. But that's like a $100 game to buy physically. Like, here, Here's kind of how I describe Chrono Trigger. Like, Secret of Mana's combat is, it's, it's turn-based in a way, but you can move your character around. Okay. It doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to avoid hits by being farther away. They're still going to hit if they're targeted on you. But you can kind of move around and you can flank and you can kind of do stuff, you know, like that. Yeah. In Chrono Trigger, 
it looks like that same kind of setup. Like you'll have like three people in your party and they'll form like a triangle on the screen or they'll kind of have, um, you know, be all in a line or something. It's, it, the formation is set and then, you, then it's turn-based. It's truly turn-based. Mm. Okay. So there is like, you know, if you, if you are in a battle and you stop, there's, they're going to, you know, the battle stops. So it's, it's, it's more of a turn-based thing, but like, as far as the grindy thing goes, like, I don't know that I ever really noticed it because you get so sucked into that story oh, okay. that you want to find everything. Like you want to see all the extras and you want to find out everything that's going on. So in a way you are like, I think that's the beauty of it. You are grinding. You just don't really realize it. Oh, okay. You're fighting through all this stuff that to- you can totally, like if you want another ending, you can totally skip. But if you want the best ending, you're going to, you're going to go through all the parts. And that's kind of, that it can kind of like, I'm thinking there's, there's a, there's a, a temple or, or dungeon toward the very end where you have to shut off this machine, uh, the Memon machine. And it's really difficult. Like if you're, if you go in not prepared, you will die multiple times. But if you go in knowing what you're doing and you're, and you've got enough items and you're at the right level, you're going to do, you'll be okay. I just bought it. I just bought it again on the DS at a retro game store in Gatlinburg, Tennessee. And like the, the DS version has um, extra features that the other games don't. It has an extra dungeon or actually brand new dungeons. And it has a multiplayer arena where you can pit your party against somebody else's and fight over local play. But the big deal like with this one is like when it came out, it had, and it wasn't really like it, if we talk about exclusive things now, it's not really a big deal because this came out in 2008, really before you got pre-order bonuses and all that stuff. But this one came with a poster of of the game, and like apparently it's super hard to find these now. And the guy's like, "Yeah, I'll just take 17 bucks for for the whole package." Oh wow, so, nice. Um, I don't. I'm probably never going to get the poster out of that box. So. But I, I wanted that because I, I think most fans of Chrono Trigger would call the DS version the definitive version. Yeah, I, I, I remember playing that when it was new, and I, I played to the end, and I had, like, my entire party maxed, like, 999-99, and for some reason, I couldn't beat Lavos. I never could beat him. Though I remember beating him on the PS1 version. I don't know what I did, was doing differently. But even at max stats, I could not beat him. That no matter where you're at, that final battle is challenging. So unlike uh, unlike Final Fantasy X two or ten two, uh, the final boss is this is this like demon called Vegna Gun, and it I mean it really doesn't matter if you make it to Vegna Gun, you can kill Vegna Gun. <laughs> I mean it's just there, there's not a whole lot of grind in that game. I think that's why I liked it so much. Unfortunately yeah. for me, the DS version was one I had to give up in a sale to move to get something else. I don't remember what it was, but I know I had to sell it when I was younger. Oh. I used I to have the, the Super Nintendo cart. I actually had it twice. I bought it again from eBay a few years ago for 40 bucks. I wish I still had that sucker. Yeah. That one, and I think uh, the GameCube as well. And I had the GameCube and games. Had to sell it in order to move on to the next thing. My, uh, the, the GameCube was my wife's first look at my addiction to gaming. 
because we were, uh, she was, uh, Nintendo usually releases its systems in November, and I think it came out in November. Um, and we had just gotten engaged, and I was over at her place, and I brought it over, and I think we sat and beat Luigi's Mansion in one sitting. Oh, God. Yeah. I actually just beat that for the first time a couple got, months we ago. We got into it. You know, and it's that is such a great game. It's such an underrated game. Well, have you played Dark Moon? Because yes. it's not. I don't. I don't think it's nearly as good. Like Dark I was. Moon? Yeah, because there's there's a very different tone to to Dark Moon than there is the original one. Well, the, my issue is with the original. You're playing through and going through all those rooms in one place. And yes. Dark Moon, you're continuously having to go back through the same rooms over and over again with different objectives. And I did not like that. I don't know that the DS could have handled an entire house. You get well, what but you had, well, the, the, the DS had three houses. Well, but, but I mean like one continuous map. Like, yeah, maybe like not. The, the GameCube. Maybe it not. Might could, it might could have, I'm really hoping we get another one. Yeah, well, I mean, that well, was one really, of the rumors, but... What's really interesting to see is Nintendo taking some of its franchises and lowering them and raising some of the others in importance. Like I would say now, not five years ago, not even two years ago, but now Fire Emblem is one of its main series. Yeah, they've been putting out a lot of them. And and I would say that's probably due to the reception of Fates in Japan. You know, like it was huge over there. Um, and I think Fire Emblem is generally well received over there, and of course they're gonna they're always gonna have a Japanese sensibility about what they sell. But you know it's like they took that and elevated it, and they moved Metroid down to the bottom of the list. It's like we'll we'll give them that we'll give them that multiplayer game, and they'll hate it, and then maybe they won't ask for Metroid again. <laughs> maybe they'll shut up. I don't know, and man. Re- Retro's working on something. They've been hiring a lot. I've been looking for a job there. It hasn't worked out. Justin's not here. Justin's not here. So let me say, I hope it's not a new Donkey Kong. (laughs) (laughs) I actually agree with you on that one. Here's why. I hate the current Donkey Kong formula. If it was more like Donkey Kong Country was when Rare had it, then I would be okay with it. But, you know, I want that that lore. I mean, where where did King K. Rule go? Where did the Kremlings go? I don't need like flying tiki drums and uh, evil parrots and stuff like, like, you know, a possessed spike dinosaur thing, like just, or, or, you know, the walrus who slides around and you have to hit him in the head. Give me the Kremlings. Give me Donkey Kong Island where it's shaped like Donkey Kong's head. I don't think that's too much to ask. Everyone should want to smack a walrus in the head. That's all I'm thinking. Well, yeah, I mean, Donkey Kong Country Returns and Tropical Freeze were fun, but again, when I like, if you guys remember back to where I took that one off the list and almost got kicked off the show in the same time that I entered it, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, for me, like I look at it as an overall game, and I love it. Like especially Tropical Freeze is gorgeous. The visuals and the music is so good. Thank you for listening to Nintendo Dads.